Today's scripture reading comes from the book of 1 John, 4th chapter, through the 1st and 6th verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you're able, please stand for the reading. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. The world listens to them. We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirits of truth and the spirit of falsehood. This is the word of the Lord. The last time we looked at the 19th to the 24th, 24th verses in the third chapter, and, which was the last of three sections on the subject of love and hatred, and we saw how our hearts can uh, give us a wrong view of God's incredible love for us. As verse 20, For God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. Uh, that, is, that is profound in its simplicity. God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. As I shared before, the evil one is constantly working to create doubt in your heart to convince you, to convince us, to convince me uh, that we could never be loved by God. God, uh, a loving God would never love us for what we've done, for what we're doing, or what we may do next week or later on today. But on the contrary, as John concludes in verse 24, the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us we know it by the spirit he gave us. His spirit lives in each believer. And it, it, it's a wonderful, it's just wonderful that he is both the comforter and the enabler. He comforts our hearts to reassure us that we are forever his. That's the comfort. But it is his spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that enables us to do the things, to desire the things that we otherwise wouldn't. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's, not, it's not me. It's not you. I mean, again, as I joke, but I'm serious, maybe for about 30 seconds I could do the right thing on my own. You guys might get all the way up to 35 seconds, maybe a minute if you try really hard, but ultimately it's the Holy Spirit that, in, that indwells each and every one of us that enables us to desire the things that we wouldn't otherwise desire, to do the things we wouldn't otherwise do. It's not us. What keeps me? what guides me, what holds me, what focuses me, it's the Holy Spirit. See, see if, if, again, if, if you depend on your ability to do certain things or to not do certain things, your, your, your fear is well put because, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm like 10 seconds from slipping on the banana peel. It's not going to, I'm not feeling this. You're right. You can't, it's not going to work out. You're right to feel that you can't feel it. You're right. So now in the fourth chapter, John builds on the, the fact that the Spirit of God lives in us, and he 
takes it to a different, and a, uh, a, a different direction and a higher level. And he writes, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. I, I'm always amazed that not too much has changed in 2,000 years. Not too much has changed in 2,000 years. Then as now, all spiritual activity uh, could not be traced back to the Spirit of God as their source. What's your point? Well, my point is everything that is spiritual is not of God. Everything that's spiritual is not of God. There are spirits that, that are, as, as, as Jesus described, the prince of this, this, this age, this air, this, this earth, that, that there are spirits that are going about. And it's like, well, you know, uh, someone, uh, you know, he or she uh, spoke in a different language, or he and she uh, laid hands on someone and, and uh, something miraculous happened. Maybe. That doesn't necessarily mean it's from God. Our, our jaws go slack uh, when we see things like that. It, it's so amazing, and so we're, we're quick to, to attribute that. Well, if that happened, uh, you know, somebody came up to me and, and, and said, you know, uh, God told me that um, if you play the lottery this week, you're going to win. And so you play the lottery and you win. That must have been of God. You know, that, that must have been of God. No, no, I'm not sure what it was from, but you just happened to win the lottery that week. So desirous to, to attribute anything spiritual to God. And we're wrong. The evil one is perpetrating spirits and in, in, in his demonic forces are doing things that would otherwise would, would cloud us. What are you saying? Miss Cleo, she, she, she's out of business now, but, but Miss Cleo was able to, to bamboozle people out of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And that was an obvious fraud. That was, that was, that was something that, you know, everybody's like, oh, Miss Cleo. It's like, she had to be chased off the air because people were giving money to what was fraudulent. Well, as I've said before, you won't see, uh, <laughs> that's the dumb demon that will say, hell, exit five miles. Oh, I'm going to take that exit. No, what happens is you will, you will hear something, you will see something, you will experience something that by all appearances, you just, man, this, is, this seems like there's something there. It, there, there it, it must be true. Uh, because, you know, folks are getting there, and uh, uh, they, they have jobs, and they, they do, and there, there must be something to this. See, the verb test means to prove, to examine. See, it's like a coin that you're looking at for proper weight, a gold, a piece of gold. See, if, 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 you, if someone said, I'm going to pay you so much uh, an ounce of gold, you're going to measure each little flake. You're going you're gonna to really strain. It's like, let me examine this thing really carefully. And that's what John is saying here. Don't believe every spirit, but examine carefully the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because then, like now, many false prophets have gone out into the world. See, too often we, we, we were quick to see, well, you know, that's, that's, that's Pastor Burt's responsibility. Well, that's Pastor Meek's responsibility. You know, let them figure that out. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and just go along with the flow. I'm just going to believe what I'm going to believe. It's like, no, he's writing to the believers. He didn't say pastors, leaders, elders, 
Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. See, we'd like to think that this is something relatively new, or maybe it just happened 2,000 years ago, but God warned the nation. When he was forming the nation, I, from the very beginning, he was, he was like, look, you, in Deuteronomy 13 and 3, he said, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. See, it, verse 4 goes on to say, it is the Lord your God you must follow, and him you must revere. Keep his commands, obey him, serve him, hold fast to him. And he goes on to say that the, the, the prophet or the dreamer that came up with these, 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 these prophes, prophecies or dreams that didn't come to pass, were you to kill him. Now, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a criteria now if we were to apply that? Well, if you do this, then this will happen. The Lord told me that. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I did that. It didn't happen. Well, I guess I have to kill you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't believe hard enough, or you must have done something wrong. It, it was, see, it was your fault that what, it, you know, see, see, God said back then, you must purge this evil from among you. You don't, don't, don't go for the okie doke. Don't, don't do that. Don't test the spirits. Test the spirits. If someone says whatever he or she says, test it. Is that of God? Is, is God really? Let me go back to the word. What is, how does this reconcile with the word? That's why Jesus warned his followers, watch out for false prophets. They dress up like sheep, but inside there are wolves who come to attack you. What's a wolf do? They eat things. They eat weaker things. They eat sheep. They eat lambs. They, that's what wolves do. D don't hang around a wolf. It's, you know, it just, I don't even want to go the, the big bad wolf and all of that. It's like, why is a little pig even uh, uh, answering the door? It's like even responding to the, why are you responding to the wolf? Well, let's debate the wolf. No, you're a wolf. I'm steering clear of you. You don't mean me any good. I'm out of here. No, I'm, I'm out of here. Jesus goes on to say, you can tell who they are by what they do. Verse 20 reads, you can tell who the false prophets are by their deeds. You can tell the false prophets by their deeds. That's why John continues in the same way in verses uh, 2 and 3 of this, of this same fourth chapter. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. I love the cliff notes. I, I really do. It just like takes away any ambiguity. You want to know what the, this is how you recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. They're just not, they just don't think different. He says, this is the spirit of of the Antichrist. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, anti, against Christ, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. They were wrestling with it 2,000 years ago. We have, it, we have it today. It's just a little more sophisticated. It's a little more slick. It's a little package different, but it's the same thing today that goes around that, that pretends to be God pretends to be christ followed pretends to be it's like oh but we have a an, an added addition to what the scripture says 
Well, this is our interpretation on, on what Scripture said. This is simple and straightforward. Those who see Jesus of Nazareth as he appeared in the flesh on the earth as the complete revelation of God, they're of God. Those who refused or did not confess Jesus were not of God. What don't you understand about that? It is very clear. If, if, if that's not the criteria, if, if, they don't, if they don't fall in line with that, that is the spirit of the Antichrist. See, again, I've shared before, I share again. The, the, the best way to, be, uh, to, to guard yourself against being bamboozled or to take a phony dollar bill is not to study up on all the phony dollar bills. It's to know the real dollar bill. Get really dialed into what this is. You know, it's, it's funny, particularly if you give 20s or $100. I don't get many of those. But if you had a $100 bill, you know, the, you, you see the register. They just, they just kind of rub it, hold it up to the light. This is good. It's like, you know, I'm thinking, it's like if it were me, I'd like examine it a little more closely. You know, it's like, it's like no, no, no. I, I, I know a real $100 bill because this is coming out of my paycheck. If I, if, I, if I get caught with this bad bill. So similarly, we, we will know the truth when we are so aligned with the truth. And so when error comes along, it's like, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I just, you know, it's, it's just not right. It's, I, I, well, what about, no, I, I don't need to go there. I don't need to listen. I don't need to try and sift through 100% of what they're saying to get the 99% truth when I know that there's 1% error in there. And if there's 1% error in there, it's all tainted. And I'm not going to sit there and accept a piece of a lie. You say, well, it's, it's mostly true. Well, it's, there's, then it means there's some lie. So are you going to try and ferret that out? Are you going to try and winnow your way through that lie? I'm, I, I choose not to. So to be assured, we need to know the genuine completely. I'm, I'm, I'm almost through. Paul wrote to the church in this city of Corinth. See, it was a church that was divided and confused over everything imaginable. See, you, you think maybe the body of Christ has got issues today. Uh, the church at Corinth, uh, it, everything that could go wrong, everything that was an issue in the church, it was an issue. So Paul wrote, therefore, in the, in the 12th chapter, in the third verse, therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. If I'm of God, I will affirm Jesus as his revelation to the world. I will see him as the completed act of salvation. Him and only him. Not him, well, Jesus and this. Jesus, yeah, he, he, he got you almost there, but you need to you need to do this. It's like, no, 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 no. I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, or any variation of that. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. See, we need to be reminded, then as now, we need to be reminded that demonic activity, it penetrates the churches. There, 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 are, there, are evil, there is evil activity that's going on throughout the world, and in the church, they're, 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 they're not of us, but they're, they're wolves pretending to be sheep. You know, we see the cartoon. We think it's funny. It's like, you know, it's an obvious wolf with a sheepskin draped over, the, over, their, over their heads. It's like, you're not, a, you're, not, you're not a sheep. You're a wolf. 
Why do you know that? Well, anybody with two eyes can see that. Anybody with two spiritual eyes should similarly be able to see. No, 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 no. You're, you're not of us. You're a wolf. You're of the evil one. You're not a part of us. See, spiritual activity is not necessarily godly activity. We must be discerning. So, verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That, in a nutshell, is the benefit of Christianity. We are saved eternally. And as we journey through, as we pilgrim through the process to get to that, that eschatological point where we will be united with God forever and ever and ever, the one that's in me is greater than the one in the world. Wow. What does that say? It says exactly what it says. There is nothing, nothing, there is nothing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, in your life that you can say as the Holy Spirit indwells you and you are led by the Holy Spirit, there is nothing in your life that you can't say, well, I just can't help it. You know, sin got the better of me. No, no, we give ourselves over. We, we choose to, but the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So what's your point? Well, the point is, it's, it's kind of the good news and good news, but uh, I'm not sure how you interpret it. We have all we need with his spirit. And the corollary and the follow-on is, and that's all you're going to get. So if you're looking and seeing, that's the thing. See, I, I know, I, it's just, you look like me, and so I, you just, you, you, you've, you've wrestled with the things. I, it's like, well, there's got to be some kind of extra help to get me through. You know, there's got to be something. Maybe if I buy this, this little wrist thing or, or, or this, this, this cloth or this oil and, and, and sprinkle it and do some things, and, and maybe that will, it, will, it will do something for me. The Holy Spirit is all you need, and the Holy Spirit is all you get. Well, well, you know, and again, there's nothing, you know, but I really am up to here. Marriage counseling, not counseling, but classes and conferences and, and this conference and that conference. And it's just like the Holy Spirit is all you need and the Holy Spirit is all you get. Well, but, 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 but if, 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 if someone from the dead came back and said, well, no, 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 no. Not even if someone came back from the dead. The Holy Spirit is all you have. That's all you need. And that's all you're going to get. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I really am dumb. Done. I'm dumb too. But uh, uh, you've seen the commercial, the commercial, the cartoon, Popeye. I, that, that cartoon, more than anything, really frustrated me. I think he was about the dumbest superhero I ever knew. He just went through life with a can of spinach tucked in his chest. First of all, how can you, how can you hide a can of spinach? Not even a 12-ounce can. He'd rip out like this number 10 can from his chest. And he'd, somewhere along the line, he'd fumble the can, and it wouldn't, and it's just like, but ultimately, he'd get the spinach, and he'd win, he'd beat a Bluto, and he'd get, and she wasn't that much, well, let me just shut up. I just, 
I'm not sure who won at the end, let me just say. <laughs> Why, if spinach did for you what it was supposed, what it did, apparently in the cartoon, why would you wait until you get into trouble to eat the spinach? Isn't that about the dumbest thing you ever heard? Oh, I'm in trouble now. Let me rip out my can of spinach. I never, I mean, as a kid, I never understood that. It's like, why don't you just eat it all the time? Then you, then you don't have to worry about, oh, no, no, I'm going to sit there and boom, 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 and it's like, mm, 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 and it's just like, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. It's like, wouldn't you be better off to have been fortified, had the spinach in your, in your system, then when Bluto came along, it's like, please, get, it's like, get out of here. Oh, just, just deal with you. See, the word he uses, he said, he said for overcome, you dear children, are from God and have overcome them. See, that's a present tense. It, it, what it is, it's a completed victory that, uh, that's already happened. It, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect verb. It's, it's, it's like you're not overcoming. You've already won. You've got so much spinach available to you and for whatever reason, we fumble the can. We have it on the shelf. We, we, we do everything but allow the spinach to do what the spinach would, allow, would, would want to do. As we yield ourselves to the one who lives in us, we experience ongoing victory. Our salvation is secure. Our salvation, let's, let's, let's move past that. If you accept Christ as your savior, it's done. That's completed work. It's over. It's done. Don't, don't, don't keep going back to the cross and, 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 well, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I kicked the dog this week and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, and, and no, no, that's, that it's, it's completed. It's done. What we need to do is realize that victory is already won and live like we're victory, like we're victorious. It was the Steelers coach Shout out for the Steelers. It was a Steelers coach that he, he did not like. It was Chuck Noll. He, like, he didn't like a whole lot of dancing in the end zone. He didn't like all of the celebration. He said, act like you've been there before and that you're going to be there again. What's all this celebration? You just scored a touchdown. What's the big deal? Just, just act like you've been there before and act like you're going to be back there again. As battles, as situations come into our lives. What am I saying? Well, I, to use today's vernacular, you need to recognize. We live beneath our privilege. We struggle through life. And there's no need to struggle. I, people get laid. I understand. I'm not talking about seizing. That's the thing. We, 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 we elevate things that shouldn't be elevated and we bring down things that really should be elevated. And so we, the most important thing in my life right now is getting a job. No, the important, most important thing in your life is to trust God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and not lean to your own understanding. If in all your ways you acknowledge him, he will direct your path. Don't focus on the stuff. Focus on him. On him. On him. Let's pray.